Hello and welcome to Morbid Morsels. These are shorter weekly episodes where I tell you about bizarre snippets from history and fun and grisly stories and facts that didn't make it into last week's main episode. Think of them as definitions succinct and deranged younger sibling. In last week's episode of Definitions, we talked about the mystery of the Highgate Vampire. How a king of the undead supposedly stalked the then decaying cemetery through the late 1960s and 70s. Whether you believe in blood-sucking fiends that haunt the night is up to you, but we can all agree on the fact that buried in Highgate Cemetery are the rotting remains of the famous and the infamous. Alongside everyone else, but let's be honest, that's not why you're paying the £10 fee to get in. You may remember me mentioning that there are around 170,000 people buried in Highgate. And as with any group of people that has such a staggeringly high amount of members, not all of them are good people. And some of them are just really unlucky. So today we're going to meet a few of Highgate's very own mad, bad, sometimes just sad, and dangerous to know. Ernest Barker was born in Islington in London on the 12th of October 1871 to Thomas Barker and Isabella Wilgris Howard. He was the oldest of four, and his parents ran a pub called the Golden Lion Public House. Unfortunately, other than this, recorded census, not a great deal else is known about Ernest Barker until his fate collided with one of the biggest disasters in history. As such, we'll never know what drew a boy born and raised in a London pub to the life of a steward on some of the biggest steamships the world has ever seen. If you have ever seen a movie and are currently old enough to talk, you've most likely put two and two Disaster Plus Steamship together and gotten Titanic. Sadly, Ernest was working aboard the ship as a first-class steward when it struck the iceberg and went down. As a first-class steward, it would have been up to Ernest to clean and tidy the room of the ocean liner's most luxurious passengers, and sometimes to serve food, and even assist the passengers in getting dressed. You know you're too rich when you need someone to tuck your shirt in for you. Of the 908 crew members aboard the Titanic, 696 perished, either trapped aboard the sinking ship or freezing to death in the frigid waters of the Atlantic. In percentages, that gives the crew a higher death rate even than those travelling in third class who were trapped below decks. Unfortunately, Ernest Barker was counted among the unlucky majority. His body was found floating by one of the lifeboats and he was later given a proper funeral before his body was slid overboard and buried at sea. Although his body was given over to the ocean, he was remembered by an addition to the family memorial at their plot in Highgate. As Highgate is a Victorian cemetery, it's only fitting 
that there be some favourites of Her Majesty buried amongst the extravagant tombs. One of these is the final resting place of Queen Victoria's midwife, Elizabeth Lilly. I can only imagine that her hair turned grey overnight, knowing that she would be responsible for the births of the future heirs to the throne, and there were nine of them born over a span of 17 years. No thanks. Another notable grave is that of, and I promise you, I am not making this up, Her Royal Highness's horse slaughterer, John Atchiller. Yes, this was a real job. Not for food or produce, mind you, no, this job was reserved for when a horse had reached the end of its working days and needed to be put out to pasture, so to speak. Because Victorians were not into horse retirement homes, and certainly not in the middle of London. As to whether Atchiller was actually horse slaughterer to the Queen herself is divisive. The sign certainly hung overhead on the way into the slaughterhouse, but I don't think anyone bothered to check with the royal household. What was law is that once the horse stepped foot into that slaughterhouse, there was no coming back. The horse had to die, and within three days. This, to me at least, therefore, marks the grave in Highgate as being in particularly bad taste, as atop a granite pedestal in the Western Cemetery sits a beautiful bronze statue of a horse. Thankfully, Atchula himself isn't actually buried under this poor, unknowing metal horse, and the plot is home to his third wife, their son, and his stepson, all who preceded Atchula in death. Highgate is also not immune to the criminal influence. Buried in the East Cemetery are the cremated remains of Bruce Reynolds and his wife, Angela. Reynolds was the mastermind behind the Great Train Robbery of 63, wherein he and a small gang staged the robbery of £2.61 million from a Royal Mail train travelling from Glasgow to London. In today's money, that's more than £60 million. The robbers used track signals to force the train to stop and engineered a heist that would have the police running in circles, and it took them a full five years to track down Reynolds, who received only a 10-year sentence. Passing away in February of 2013, Reynolds is remembered by the death mask of his face that resides pensively under an arch in the centre of the gravestone, erected for him and Angela, alongside the immortalised phrase, this is it. Back across the road in the Western Cemetery lies another criminal mastermind, Adam Worth, the Napoleon of crime. With a title like that, you're probably thinking that he must have a tomb fit for his role of Prince of the Seedy Underworld. But alas, after passing away in 1902, Worth was buried in an unmarked pauper's grave by his family and for over a hundred years, his final resting place was left unattended. Visitors today can see the demure gravestone that simply marks the years of his life and includes his other most famous moniker, Henry Judson Raymond, which he often went by. What this headstone fails to evoke is the extent of his roguish, capacious life of thievery and criminal cunning, which would take him around the world and will culminate in his theft of the portrait of the Duchess of Devonshire, an exquisite painting of Jejana Spencer by master Victorian painter Thomas Gainsborough. 
Alas, thievery does not supply a steady income, and Worth would find himself poor and homeless towards the end of his life, which is where we meet him amongst London's other nameless dead. From Titanic steward, to midwife, to horse slaughterer, to criminal masterminds, graveyards contain the remains of what is left when the blood and breath that gave you life are dead and gone. We are all going to die. That I can say for certain. The question is, how will you be remembered? Morbid Morsels is an offshoot of the Definitions podcast, written, recorded and produced by me, Jasper Chanter. Rate and subscribe for more history, horror and horrible delights. If you enjoyed this week's episode, then I recommend coming over to join me on TikTok, where you can see me going for a very rainy and stormy walk around Highgate and showing you some of the most memorable graves.